Welcome to Vanderpump Rules Party Podcast, the longest-running podcast about Vanderpump Rules out there. Please join your hosts, Holly and Sarah, as they deep dive everything Vanderpump Rules. I'm Holly Borges. I'm Sarah C. Welcome to the OC. Welcome to Orange County. I think my handle is still Sarah C. OC. Yeah. Gives very, y'all a look in. It's very S-A-R-A-H-C-E-E-O-C. on brand. C E E O C. Yes. So I'm not changing it because there is no real housewives of San Diego. There should be, though. There should be. Yeah. And it's that still rhymes. Sarah C. S. D. Yeah. So, Sarah C.O.C. for now. All right. Well, who knows? I may be back. Probably will be. Um, Have you been to this country club drinking establishment, or do you know where it is? Um, Not exactly. I've been to, like, a couple of things like that, and, um, like, it was always, like, my, like, corporate dream to be a part of something like that. Um. Really quick, I, I want to tell, like, a little personal story before we get into it. So, you know, Father's Day is on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And um, my baton girls are performing at Summerfest in Fountain Valley. Like, it's, like, a big, like, you know, like a summer carnival thing. There's, like, oh, mm-hmm. like, I'd say, like, three bands that have performed with um, Tom Sandoval are going to be there. Like, the Yachties, whatever, <laughs> uh, the Road. The, ones we, the ones we saw, or that was Yachtly Crew. Yeah, I don't know. Like, so basically, you know, like cult followings like that are are also going to be there. So it's like a big deal. Um, But unfortunately, the performance is on Father's Day, which is kind of a bummer for, you know, if you wanted to do something like your kids have to be like the kids have to be there at like three or something. But um, so my mom called and she was like, I decided that I want to do a bonfire for Father's Day for your dad. So I was like, okay, that sounds fun. Um, I'm like, I'm done at like. I'll probably be done at four. So then, you know, we can head down and, you know, whatever. And she's like, well, we'll probably be done by then. And I was like, what What do you mean? I'm like, you're going to have a day bonfire? Yeah. And, and it's she, also supposed to be like 80. And she's like, um, she's like, yeah. And she's like, well, so I have to do everything then. Like, I have to, like, save the spot. And, and I'm like, what? I'm like, my dad surfs every single day. Like he goes down to both like to the beach, like every single day. Like that's, it's just what yeah. he does. And so it's like, I'm like, mom, have him put some chairs there. <laughs> and then, it, and she's like, it's father's day. They throw the chairs away. They like, you have to sit. And I'm like, there's no way there's absolutely no way. So I was Who's just throwing the chairs away. Come I, on. I know. I was just, and so she like literally hung. She was like, okay, I got to go. And like hung up. And I'm like, she I'm, wanted you to do it all. She wanted, I'm like, and I'm te- like, and so I'm like, is my brother coming? Like, is is Mike available? Because like, I'm working. Like, that's how I like make money is teaching yeah. my baton lessons, which is me working. A, B, yeah. all of those other kids are doing that for Father's Day. Uh, it's C, it's Chad's Father's Day too. Right. Um, like, it's I, I'm just like every single holiday, it's like always like something and. I'm. I think I'm like. T- I'm tapped out from all of Ronnie's shows and like everything. Today we went to World of Barbie in Santa Monica, um, which, by the way, if anyone is wondering if that's cool, it was super cool. It was really fun. It travels around, so if it comes to your city, like it, it was really cool. 
Um, but yeah, it's, I was just, I just had to tell you that story because I thought you would get a kick out of it. Oh man. I know. Chad's never going to get a father's day or his own, like maybe in 40 years. <laughs> yeah. Well, and like, it's, it's just, it just puts all this like extra pressure on the day where it's like, I, I guarantee you, like my dad does not care. Like my, if, as long as we like go over say you know whatever like that's all he Mm -hmm. wants he just wants to see us but it's my mom who like you know creates this other thing and it's just like exhausting he just wants us a simple father say like jack's had with his dad jack's dream is just to have his wife by his side and his kid in the pool with him and they're gonna grill some steaks yeah well and like i actually like really loved the bonfire idea because if we're finished at like four even if like it doesn't get dark to like nine we can go the kids can go run and play on the beach we can roast some hot dogs and we're like that's it's an amazing idea no one wants a fire in the middle of the day when it's 80 degrees out no and that's not summer like like ronnie's like really into like the summer like she it needs to be at night that's how it is it's also prettier yeah and it's vibier. Yeah, so hopefully my mother will simmer down and I'll talk to, I'll talk to her tomorrow there and fire pits on Bolsa Chica too? Yeah, that's where she's talking about. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So, okay, but back to the OC, um so they're meeting for again, this is like I mentioned this on the other podcast. Taking notes, it was. I'm, I hope it's just introductory episodes. I've heard this season is great, greatest in many years. Um, so far, I'm just I'm bored. But we have Emily and Jen, the new girl Jen. Um, they order a drink and a diet coke because there's just two small small town gals from the Midwest. I'm like, well, I'm a small town gal from the Midwest, and I don't order a diet coke with my drink. Just saying, but my state does also not start with O, so maybe that's it. Yeah, and I I just don't think it's like so like quirky that they do right. this. Like I absolutely would do that. Um, I think a lot of people would. So it, it, I, to me, that was like very funny too. But yeah, like quirky is like I was at the John Wayne Airport one time, super hungover, had to fly. And they came around, and I ordered water, iced tea, 7-Up, and coffee. Yeah. They're like, "Uh, really? And I was like, yes, I need the 7-Up for my stomach so it's not rumbling on the plane. I need the water for hydration. I need the iced tea for the uh, caffeine to shrink my brain, but it has to be cold to shrink the brain. And once that's shrunk, then I can have some of the coffee to, like, you know, (laughs) it's my morning ritual. Right. Yeah, but this this was just like, okay. Um, then Gina rolls in wearing like 100 pounds of like gold necklaces. She's really into the necklaces. Like since she had her glow up, it's she remember like her first year of like her short hair and like every outfit she wore was like a necklace over her yes. boobs and decollete. Like, to, yeah, she's like a, a statement necklace kind of gal. Right. Her confessional, she's got like three different statement necklaces on. She loves them. Um, so anyway, so here's what I want to learn more about. Um, did Jen have an affair? Or did she not? So she kind of talks about our husband. She just had a call. Co- I thought this was kind of interesting. I just had a conversation with my ex-husband just two weeks ago. He's finally forgiven me and said he, he apologized saying, 
I wasn't wrong for wanting the divorce. And I thought, two weeks ago, do you think he's like, shit, she's on the show? I don't want to look like the asshole. Like, sometimes these guys look like the asshole on this show. Like Simon, you know? And I better kiss her ass. So so she paints me in a favorable light. This Uh, is kind of convenient timing. Yeah. And I also can't, like, I don't know if this is me being, like, cynical watching this show or, like, coming off of Vanderpump Rules and questioning, like, every single thing that happens. But I feel like we've heard her, this this same story now, like, 18 times. Like, I <laughs> love I love the foster adoption story. Yeah. I love hearing about her family. But I feel like it's been introduced to us and told to us, like, seven times. And we're only on the second episode. <laughs> Totally, and it's and it's, and they they're showing us more of the kid and her and like it's I love it like I I think it's great but um they're really dry like so there must be either some storyline coming with this or so, something because they're really driving this point home. Yeah, I heard this. Che- there's more to this cheating than what they've just showed. So I think there is more to come. And like, well, you have Gina. Gina's like inquiring about it she says i'm curious i'm like did you say curious <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm curious i thought that you had an affair and then she said i did but like not physical so i guess that's fair yeah and but, it's so awkward that she like just came out and asked like that it's like uh weird like yeah, yeah so did you guys just meet <laughs> yeah I, like I heard there, like that. It's just so like I would. I would look at someone and be like, "You, oh, you did. You heard that? It's weird." <laughs> it is. So Gina's gonna plan a flamingo boat party, which was not really. Um, just a lot of filler scenes. Heather planning her daughter's dorm room, and okay, I've got the. The monogram sheets, the sectionalized hamper, the micro fridge. That kind of intrigued me. I'd never heard of that. Have you? No, but I, this scene, like, I don't know how I feel about it. Like, if it's, like, I, I was pretending like I was, like, one of her kids. And I was like, is this helpful or is she doing everything for them so they're still not going to be able to do anything on their own because they're completely, like, not even having, like, that's part of the fun of it. Like, when my kids go to college, like, I want them yeah. to, like, plan it and, like, figure out what they need. And, like, it's their first step of, like, leaving, you know, quote, unquote, the nest. It's, like, they need to figure out what they need. They need to do it. Like, having your mommy, like, make do no, everything, everything for you is not. Like Gina even, said, she's like, I took my Bed Bath & Beyond coupon. I got two posters and that was it. I mean, even down to like the providing like envelopes and stamps, like that's something that like you could, you could give them, you know, money and they can go learn how to get those things on their own because that's a, a freaking life skill. It just is. Not, but they're not writing a letter. They're going to email or text. They're Unless they're going to prison, like – are they going to camp like Teresa? Are they going to college or are they going to prison? But but again, like e- like just like even the point of like the fact that she's like providing all of that to them is just like I just don't know that that's helping, you know. So I stuffed my little Ford Escort f- esco- Escort full and 
totally like Dixie Chicks style, like she never left home, she never followed, you know, whatever. You know, wide open spaces, uh, wide open spaces it, and shoved everything in there, which was mostly clothes. Um, I slept on three really cheap flat pillows. Just I made a, a vertical row of three pillows. That was my bed. And I had a Mexican blanket for a blanket. I think I like bundled up clothes for a pillow. I don't think I could afford four pillows. And then I did that for like a couple years. And then for Christmas, I asked for um, a blow up bed. And that was like, oh, my God, I'm like a full on adult. I have a bed. Yes. Um, so I had a blow up bed. And then when Julie and Dave moved out, they, I thought they had like the, the most deluxe killer. Adult, well, this is what adulting is. They're an older couple. You know, they're two years older than me. Um, this is what it's going to be like when I'm a couple. I'm going to have an adult bed. They had a futon that they put on four wooden like egg crates, uh-huh. milk crates. And, you know, so it was elevated and you could put stuff under the bed. I'm like, this is like a real elevated bed. So I inherited that. Like, so that was probably like my third year of like, I was probably like 20. Um, and I got that and I just thought that was goals. Do you know what I always wanted? And like, I'm still kind of like angry that I never got it was I always wanted a freaking water bed. I know. Um, my roommate in Washington had one and actually they're really annoying and they yeah. leak and they break and they're too much motion yeah usually like you can't even like it um like every like rental contract will be like no water beds you know yeah. um but yeah so, i i don't think i would like the motion either but i still wanted one just because it looked so cool totally so when i lived moved in into england street i had like this older girl roommate she would like buy my alcohol she was like 22 and i was 18 and um and then i had whatever i it was a rotating door, but there was a, a time then when I needed to find a roommate to move in. So I put up an ad at Golden West College, and Julie answered the ad, mm-hmm. and which was funny because my roommate at the time hated her. And Julie thought she was really cool and thought I was weird, but I was really hungover, and I had just rolled in. It was like 7.30 in the morning, and stayed out all night and I was really hungover. And you know, I have no personality on a hangover. We all know this. So she thought I was a weird and then my roommate hated her. Anyways, they still hate each other to this day. But oh, when she funny. rolled in, when we interviewed, she's like, I just remember because we had this giant apartment. And um she's like, you had two lawn chairs in this huge massive living room. Um in front of like a little black and white TV with like antennas. Yeah. I mean, our living room was the size of my, you know, like entire condo. Um, so, you know, yeah, I can't relate to this Heather Dubrow. I know my parents came to visit. We went to Golden West College um, swap meet, which, you know, is like the shitty swap meet. Yes. And someone was selling, it's like a big garage sale. And it was like two end tables of that really thick oak wood, you know, and they open up and you can put stuff in them. Yeah. They're like octagonal shape. And then like a a rectangular coffee table and they were selling the three pieces for $25. And my parents were like, Oh yeah, they were out visiting. I'm like, but we didn't have a way to like transport it. I just had my Ford Escort. So we had to find that way. But then I had that. And now that made 
real fucking living room set. Yes, I mean, yes. We just needed a couch. Eventually you found one in the alley, and it was just like Heather DeBrow's mansion. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, I just don't know how I feel about the kind of like this cliffhanging thing they're doing with like are Shannon and Tamara going to be okay again <sighs> and they're both they both FaceTime Heather Dubrow she's like the referee trying to like be neutral and support both of them but like yeah. still being judgy and it's like I don't know I guess it was interesting but then the when it actually happened I thought it was like a little disappointing overacting ish and yes Tamara was trying to be like brandy glanville she's like i'm back i've really got to bring it i'm gonna get like naked wasted drunk and i'm gonna be super dramatic i'm gonna scream and yell and but there was times so there was times i was on Tamara's side then there was times i was on shannon's side me too me too I, i kept ebbing and flowing it like so they okay right now they go to this Laguna rooftop bar Tamara and Shannon they have their talk they're both sober although like why did Tamara have to leave so soon she just ordered a drink like if you don't have time then don't film yeah that was that was really weird Uh, yeah I thought the timing of that felt really off Shannon showed up in white pants like she's always in white pants she's like Yolanda Hadid or Carl from Summer House. They're always in white pants. It's like the only pants they own. Yeah. Um, But so here's where I thought was interesting because I was kind of on um, Shannon's side a bit because Tamara's like, you cut me off, you cut me off, you never contacted me. And Shannon's like, yes, I did. I reached out, you know, several times. And she goes, okay, well, fine, you did. But, you know, you didn't keep it up. And it was like, and then Shannon's like, yeah, because you started publicly blasting me. And then they showed clips of her on podcasts, on interviews, on tweets. And I was like, oh, my God. Yes, Tamara did. And, like, the actual clips were played. Um, but I heard her blasting her. And I thought, of course Shannon's going to, like, she's like, you're damaging my reputation. You're blasting me, calling me a drunk and a liar and a user and all of these things. So it's like, I understand then why why Shannon then did kind of like cut her off or put her on pause. And then at the same time, Tamara's like, well, I felt, you know, I don't know. Oh, and when she admitted then that Shannon had texted her, she's like, yes, when I heard Simon had cancer, she goes, remember we talked about you bringing Simon meals when he was going through chemo, but how you didn't want Eddie to know. And A, interesting that, I'm, I'm going to put a feather in my cap. Remember last week when we were talking about who would you rather and I chose Simon and you were horrified? Mm-hmm. Clearly he's not all bad if Tamara's making him meals. <laughs> but no, why do you think she didn't want to tell Eddie? Because he's a horrible person and she shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> she just feels like like he's bad. sick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, which is horrible. I mean, it's her children's father, too, so. Yeah. Um. I don't know that that's crazy because now Eddie's going to see this on TV. <laughs> yeah, I to me, I wish they would they would kind of break the fourth wall on this and say, like, obviously, Tamara is hurt because she wasn't on the show and it was extremely hard for her. And she wanted Shannon to like stay by her side and back her up like publicly and like still hang out with her and still, you know, like miss her and things like that. And I think that 
I think that's really hard to do, even if you are really good friends with someone, to have like one person constantly trashing on like what you're doing and what your life is. You have to kind of make that break and like keep one thing, you know, like keep the work side on one side and the relationship on the other. I think it was probably really hard to juggle that. Like, I, I feel like Stassi has gone through that. Like, she's, and Jackson, Brittany, they've said they've kind of been alienated ever since they were fired or whatever, and it was difficult to watch everyone go on. But you can't ride the fence and then, like, also be supporting Tamara and be on the show. Like, it's a lot to juggle. Yeah. Well, and then when you're filming, you're so busy filming with those friends, you can't hang out with them because they're and, not and, on the show. And, and I get that that would be really hard because Shannon and Tamara were such good friends. It had to be really shitty for Shannon being like, I'm on my way to go film with Gina and, and Emily. You know, it's like, I would be like, fuck that. Like, like what the hell? Like, it, it's hurtful. It sucks. Yeah. So I, I wish that, like, she kind of would have just been like, dude, like, and she did. She beat around the bush with it saying, like, her feelings were hurt. She was ghosted, you know, publicly, like, all those things. But it's still... Um, Shannon had to look up the definition of ghosting. Yeah. It, <laughs> like, it's still just not quite grabbing my attention. And, it, like, I'm not invested in hoping that those two remain friends. Like, it's just not... Right. My priority. Yeah. Okay. Well, they go in for round two in a in a little bit. It's just these other filler scenes are just Jen burns tacos. <laughs> Kids, I guess we're just gonna have taco meat and cheese. I did notice that she made. Uh oh. I did. I've, yeah. I gotta I d- grab my charger because my okay. battery's about to die. Okay. Okay, I'll talk. I'll talk. I did find it like incredibly relatable that she's trying to make dinner and like suddenly didn't have all the ingredients. Like, I don't know how many times that has happened that like I plan what I'm going to have for my meal. And then I'm like, oh, my God, like I don't have sour cream or I don't have cheese or I'm missing all these things. So I liked that. And I also liked um, like the playfulness between her kids and her and um, the dude, you know, like I, I enjoyed that. I'm, she's starting to grow on me a little bit. So, yeah. um, and I, and I like that that um, he made the kid a quesadilla. Like there's, there's just like little moments that were cute. Who makes a, like a full thing of queso just when you're making hard shell tacos? Impressive. Yeah. I started thinking about. It. I don't know why this never occurred to me, but. That sounds kind of good. Yeah, it does. I I also really liked that she sat down with um, her son and read him a book. Like, like that can't be easy to film and to like stop and take a moment. Like, like she could have like that scene could have totally been cut, but like still she did that. I don't know. I I'm she's growing on me a little bit. I'm glad it wasn't because it was endearing and like I yes. almost like teared up when I heard his story and like he was 11 months old and he was kicking mama no like oh my gosh like you can totally picture that right and you're like oh I was sad yeah and I almost feel like I don't think they're doing this on purpose but you look at what Heather Dubrow is doing for her kids and then you see this other family and they have not as much probably as Heather Dubrow, but she has enough that she has decided that like she wants to share her life with someone, you know, who needs help. And I, I liked 
give them opportunities and a leg up. Just even recognizing there there are other kinds of lives they can work towards or aspire towards. Just even being exposed to it. Yeah, I I, um, it was major. Could change someone's life. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's like I'm sure Heather and Terry do plenty of charity and charitable things. It's just yeah, you could get these monogram sheets or you could maybe send donate a hundred sheets to struggling kids trying to go to college. You yeah, know? yeah. Not saying she doesn't, but it, it is funny what they showcase. So, yeah. And then nice. like it, uh skipping ahead just really quick, like when she gets on the boat and uh the bartender is helping, like just like the little things that she does where she's like, What's your name? Eddie? Okay, thank you, Eddie. Like there like there is Oh shit, is it Eddie? I keep calling him Ryan. Oh no, I'm talking about the bartender. Like, like no, the way. No, oh. that's what I'm oh. talking about. Because I, I texted a few people. I'm like, I, I'm like, I imagine you really like hot Ryan, the bartender. <laughs> that's Eddie. Shit. Yeah, because they're like, Eddie, are you shy? You know. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Um. Well, speaking of Eddie, they go over to cut and they're oh my cleaning God. it out. Oh, He's okay. selling ten year old trash cans and. Like, I, I just don't quite, again, like, I maybe I haven't watched the show as closely as I should, and I should be more emotional about this, but again, I feel like a lot of us have lost businesses during COVID. There's, like, much more heart-wrenching stories than Cut Fitness being closed, and, and like, and, like, the biggest thing, it's not like, we don't know how we're going to pay our bills. It's like, what is right. Eddie going to do as his hobby now? It's they like have this huge CBD company. She's a, still does her real estate or whatever. They have this show. It's like, yeah. So it would be interesting if he didn't know how he's going to pay his bills. That would be more interesting. Yeah. And I'm sure like that they're not taught. I'm sure that has like something to do with it because of, you know, then they would have just kept it open. But um, at the same, yeah, it's like they keep, this is the second time we've come back to this. We're kind of seeing the same thing. Not a lot of movement. And um, remember before it's he repetitive. This, he was an office administrator at his parents' firm. Yes. I'm, I'll <laughs> never forget that. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it's, it was boring. They talk about, she's like, you know, I talked to Shannon and this kind of blew me away. He's like, oh. The only good thing about Shannon was David, and unfortunately, that's over. And I'm like, David, what? Yeah, who that, are you? That shocked me too. That was shocking. He's like, and she drinks way too much. And then Tamara reveals to continue while she's trying to rebuild the friendship with Shannon, air out more dirty laundry for Shannon, saying, "Yeah, her and John are always drunk, and they have drunk fights, and." Um, she's drinking too much, you know, before David, during David, after David, with John. It's the same. I'm like, you're really not trying very hard to repair this friendship. Yeah. It's like she's like throwing paint at the wall and like seeing what's going to stick and like what's going to get her attention or what's going to cause a problem. And, um, it's, it's, it's feeling a little forced for me. Like, uh, like we, like they're expecting us to podcast on this and be like, Thank God Tamara's back. Someone's finally stirring it up on OC. And it's like, I actually kind of feel the opposite. It's feeling a little forced. It's feeling a little like, should we have put this show to bed? I don't know. Like, it's not working. Yeah, it's like, I don't know. And she knows it because that's what she's known for. (coughs) 
<laughs> she's like, I know my role and what I'm supposed to do, what I'm good at, but it's you're not good when you're planning it and you're trying yes. to be that. Yes. You're good when that is your personality and that's how it comes out, you know? Yes. Like her that is my opinion moments like those those raw unplanned moments yes then being you does make for a great housewife but you can't plan this shit you know so um gina gets covid so she has to pass off kind of like the party planning to emily and then as they're getting ready to go on this boat flamingo party trip um we get scenes with like more dogs running around. Like I don't care to see anyone's animal. And then um, all of them getting glam just for like a, a little boat party. I love to the, the invite. Um, Shannon's like, Gina, Gina, uh, you know, I grew up boating, you know, I, I, I'm like you, who hasn't been on a boat? <laughs> like she makes such a thing. Like she was doing it on the boat too. She's like, Okay, you guys, this is when we're gonna, the boat's gonna lift a little higher right now, okay? That's called healing. Oh, yeah. she's like, you guys, he, this is where the seals hang out. The seals are here. Oh, well, they're not here right now. They don't come yet at this time. They'll be, it's like, people have been on a boat, lady. They know the seals hang on the little buoys. Like, <laughs> yeah, so. Where are you from? Like, they, they didn't just come out of the wilderness. They've seen water, they've been on a boat before. Most of these bitches, have lived in Orange County for decades, if not forever. Okay. <laughs> and they've shot a trillion things on the boats. Like it, it, <laughs> I, this is the second time that like, I'm wondering if Shannon is leaning into like her little shtick of being like, I, I don't even know what you would call it. Like for instance, in the last episode, her wobbling on the yoga and being like, you know, over falling on things where it's like funny, but it's like, yeah. okay, calm down. And then uh, this time with like the interrupting and like the, the you know, it's like trying to create a meme. You know, it's like, look at Shannon's just like us. Like, look, uh, I don't know. It just, it didn't quite work for me. And uh, it just made me feel exhausted. And I, I don't know. Yeah. So she shows up on the boat. I think I said this on the last podcast, right? And she's like, look at us. We all look like a big pack of bubble gum. And Heather DeBro's like, <laughs> like way over laughing. It's something that wasn't even funny. I uh, also love Heather Dubro like acting like she likes these outings, like they're good enough for her. Like you can yeah. tell she's, she's literally penthouse. Like, <laughs> yeah, she's like and, and like trying to. She's like, we have to go up the stairs. It, uh, there's nothing. There's no like elevator lift that takes us there. You know, it's like she's doing her best to be like relatable and like act. You know, like she's like, okay, hair glam. Put my hair in a ponytail because I feel like it's going to be windy on the boat and that will make me look relatable. You know, like I <laughs> – it's just funny. Like I forgot that she changed her name mid-Housewife series. She used to be Heather Page Kent the first few years. Yes. And she was still doing her little act okay. Malibu country. Okay, and I, I – <laughs> There is some hope for this season, though, because I absolutely died when Taylor comes onto the boat and is like, Heather, like, can you come to my act, my coaching class with me? Because I know that you're such a wonderful oh, actress yourself. She loved that. She loved, she's like, Good sure. Move, Taylor. <laughs> yeah, very smart. Climbed Kiss right her ass. Yes, yes. Yeah, you, you, you 
kiss the ring. So I think very Lisa Vanderpump vibes. That will be an amazing scene. Like I want to see both of them act, and then I want Heather to like try to give her some feedback. Like I I mean, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Speaking of Malibu country, every time I'm like at the gym and they have like the news on, I get so excited ever since I moved from Orange County to San Diego because they're like coming up on Fox Five News. I'm like. This is what Alexis was on and Gretchen. And then they were fighting about, no, Fox 5 News asked me first. No, they asked me because, I, you know, you weren't available or whatever. I was like, so it just brings me all back because was it Gretchen that was supposed to be in Malibu country? Yes. Or Alexis? Yes. I can't remember. Yeah, but I, but I know exactly <clears throat> what you're talking about. Yeah, but I'm always, like, very excited to see the Fox 5 News because. Yeah, Sessie's friend is, like, li- the like, the weather girl on that. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. I'll have to pay more attention. Yeah. So, okay. Oh, okay. I did write Eddie. Well, I texted someone, Ryan. Eddie, the bartender, is hot. Are they going to go out? Okay. And Taylor arrives. Okay. So, yeah, they're going out and Jen is telling, they're like, you guys, listen to Jen's story on, you know, how she's a foster parent. And I'm sure she has a ton of stories because she wasn't just a foster to Dominic. She had other foster children. But so she starts telling the story, which is interesting and moving. And <laughs> Shannon's like, is that, is that John? Is that John's son? So it's like, Shannon, there's other boats in Newport Beach, okay? Just, I know John has a boat, but calm down. <laughs> but, it, it was so fun. It, like, <clears throat> yeah, the scene was hilarious. I was just dying. And this is where I do see Tamara's side. Shannon is very self-absorbed and clueless, like no self-awareness. I don't think she's doing it to try to trump Jen in the conversation or steal the attention. I think she's just clueless and just very much in her own bubble of Shannonhood. Yeah. And and I could that that gets frustrating. So I absolutely I see like, yeah, I, I, I agree with you that, like, I was on Shannon's side and then I was on Tamara's side because it is exhausting when you have a friend like that, that just constantly, like, you have to be there for them and their drama. But the second that, like, you have anything, they're nowhere to be found. Yeah. And so um, that I feel like that's relatable. And if they can, like, really get that across, I think this will work. But um, I got real... Vicky-esque vibes. Shannon kept interrupting. And then this is where, like, you know what? Vicky doesn't give a shit about any newbie, and it takes him, like, three years to prove themselves before she even acknowledge who they are. Yes. That's what I like. I was getting those vibes, but Vicky's just more, like, intentful on it. Shannon's just like, you don't exist in my world. Like, uh, she's in her bubble. But then, but then Heather kind of did it too. Like to Emily, I was like, okay, like they are really gunning for like film time, screen time. Like she said, like you could tell that Emily was like, did not want to scoot over in that scene. And Heather straight like wiggled her hips in. Well, and she was, it was a deep conversation and she was giving a really good advice. She's like, here's what you say. And then you say, I'm sorry for, for this. It upset me when you did this to me. Like, she was giving her great advice. And then Heather just, like, the second she says, no, please, we're in the middle of something. Can you just, Heather should have been like, oh, sorry, I'll just sit over here for a minute. But she just forced herself. And she also, she can't handle that, like, someone doesn't want her advice. Yes. So, yeah. and And so she, when she hears 
that Emily is giving advice. She wants to give better advice, or she has a she has a better experience than to like. Yes. She's more worldly knowledge. She, she's the fixer. Remember last season, she's like nominated herself to have these couples over to help them with their marriage. Oh, yes. Remember the Dr. Jen or whatever. She's like, oh, because you're such a stellar, like you can fix anything and anyone because you've, you know, you're the master at everything, Heather, and exactly what she was doing. It's like Emily was handling that just fine. So Tamara then took her moment and just started like, yelling and going off kind of to make Shannon uncomfortable. Like the boat was not that big. They absolutely could feel the tension of what was going on. And so Tamara kind of loses her temper, I guess, and just starts going off and saying like, she could fuck a duck and, you know, just. I did nothing wrong. And she got that, that scowly look in her face where her like little nose eye wrinkles like pucker up and then her eyes turn black they're like black raccoon mm-hmm. holes you can't even see her eyeballs anymore they're just like black circle dots um yeah that's when she gets nasty but then you know she was also drunk you could tell so it was yes. very brandy glanville vibes in that moment absolutely and i was like no and then already yeah they both those. they both started calling each other alcoholics like it just it went off the rails. And you know what I really liked? I loved Emily's point. She's like, well, look, yes, sh- I remember seasons of Tamara and Eddie saying Shannon would call in the middle of the night, like going through a divorce and stuff. She goes, well, she did that with John, too. So that is something Shannon does. But then Emily had a point. She's like, well, if you keep taking her calls late at night and enabling it, she doesn't know to do any different then. If you stop taking the calls, she'll stop calling and I know for a fact, personally, that shit works because some people call, I won't name names, people a hell of a lot more than they call me because they know I won't answer. <laughs> yeah, you have to and train so that them. works. Emily is right. And so Tamara has to take some accountability there and be like, look, you can either not answer her call and then call her back the next day or tax or whatever, or you can confront her and say, look, this is kind of like really interrupting our family time. My kids are leaving the house. I want every moment or we're asleep. We go to bed at nine o'clock at night. You know, we're early to rise workout people. You know what I mean? Like she could either tell her or she could not answer a call. So she's got to, you know, it's a, it's a bit of her own fault too. Absolutely. Um, and it does sound like Shannon is there at times. Like she offered to help with, Simon, she found him a doctor. Remember, Shannon did that for Gina. She found Gina, her lawyer for the DUI. I think she found Brooks. Um, was it Brooks or someone else that was sick? Uh, maybe Megan King Edmonds, ex mm-hmm. what you know that. Like she hooks people up and connects them with like really, you know, great doctors or great attorneys and stuff like that. So you do see her do things like that. Yeah, I given the opportunity, but if she doesn't know, then she just kind of sticks to her own bubble. But what do you predict will happen when you throw Vicky back into the mix? Hmm. Well, Vicky and Shannon are still friends, right? Yeah, I'm just I'm just wondering, like, if they're gonna gang up on somebody. Like, it'll just be interesting to see what element that brings because like right now like i said i'm just getting up on heather I, there's gonna be too many alpha dogs in that yeah i fight. want I, I like tamra and shannon together 
and I'd like this tension to go away so we could have like the fun of yeah, like taking someone else down. So, um but yeah, I I think we yeah. have I think we have some good scenes coming up and some good storylines and the season still has potential. I was I was entertained with this. I didn't not like it. It was just like a little yeah. repetitive for me. It, it it was still a little light. It, it definitely picked up and got better. I think we're also a little shell shocked because like I said as I was taking notes, I was like why is this so easy and light and like I have I'm not rushing between commercials and having to pause and it's like because we're just coming off such heavy yes. intensive shit which is kind of nice like i it's yeah. it's like it, yeah it was like a, kind of like pleasurable watching yeah it was yeah i think it's gonna uh heat up and yeah so we'll be back to report on next week's yeah you guys thank you so much for listening we appreciate your support so much and if also, any anything breaks we'll be back also, we mentioned this in the Vanderpump Secrets Revealed podcast, but in case you missed that at the beginning, I highly encourage you to go over to Patreon. It's just $3 a month. Holly detailed her Sir experience last night with James Kennedy and all the people there, the one that Jax was supposed to host. She has some fun stories and experiences in there and kind of juicy so go check that out. Even just if you want to check it out for the month or hear her story. It's it's a fun listen. And yeah, other than that, you can DM us on Instagram, Vanderpump Rules Party. Or if you want to email us, VanderpumpRulesParty at gmail.com. And if you want to give us five-star reviews, we would be indebted to you forever. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, Okey-dokey. guys. Talk okay. to you soon. Bye.